are now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Tree. 
I'm going to give you guys a dose of reality about these blooming, blossoming friendship circles, whatever you want to call them, folks. A circle by any name is the same pyramid scheme. And that has to be the takeaway from this morning. But of course, um, Tasha was recently featured on our show. And uh, not on our show, my apologies. She was recently featured in a news article. And she says that there are certain things that she wants to set the record straight about. So <clears throat> she will be joining us. Um, thank you guys so much for sending me your messages this morning. I just realized that I've walked in my studio without any water. Oh my goodness. Let me get some water because I suspect we're gonna be doing a lot of talking this morning. So good morning, I see quite a few of you are here already. Atlas says first come first serve. Um, Ervalyn is definitely here for it, good morning. Brandon is here, good morning Brandon. Barbara, thank you so much for tuning in. Ingrid, how you doing? I have not forgotten your gift certificate, Ingrid. I'm hoping I'll actually be in town today so I can drop it off for you. Um, Runika, thank you so much for joining us. And we have Olivia. Anne-Marie, Marshall, tuned in from North Carolina. It looks like we're gonna have a little bit more of a sunny day today, by the way. Um, not as many cloudy skies. Hello, Melita. As Hurricane Zeta starts to move further and further away and headed for the Yucatan Peninsula. Beautiful day, Catherine. Hello, Miss Beulah. Thank you and Siobhan for tuning in. Kizzy, good morning to you, my dear. Kizzy is here for it. Um, Barbara, thank you so much. I appreciate the love. Duran, congratulations to Duran. Did you guys see that he was on Cayman Mall Road last night? For something positive. Now listen, Cayman Mall Road is all about positivity and we certainly love to share positive news. So, if you, your kids, your grandma, anybody is doing something wonderful, listen, we are all about community news. We are very much tied into what's happening in the local community and beyond. So um, send us your details and we'll be happy to feature you. So Duran has done well. He has received um, a scholarship, two scholarship it looks like, from the Cayman Islands government, as well as the Rupert McCoy Memorial Educational Grant. So congratulations to him. And we certainly um, encourage you to continue doing good things. You know, we never want to feature people in the news for something bad, trust and believe. <laughs> it's not a good look. And it's not a good look for us as Caymanians. Like we're really not, um, we're really not about that, but we have to report the good, the bad, and the indifferent. So it warms my heart when I have some good news to report, just like it upsets me when we have bad news to report, such as, did you guys see these um, shoplifters who were featured and the news last night as well, going to Kimana Bay and shoplifting. So we're gonna feature them here in a second. Gonna pull up their photo. 
Good morning, Nicola. Um, I'm hoping that you guys can identify these individuals because I'm pretty sure everybody knows who they are if you know them. It's that sort of thing, right? Just give me one second here. I'm gonna pull up a few of their photos. So Nicola's joining us. Ervalyn is here. Thank you so much, Ervalyn. Mona Lisa. Um, thank you, my dear. I appreciate it. Good morning, Crystal. So um, did you guys see in American News yesterday that Vice President Pence has at least five people in his inner circle who have now tested positive over the weekend for COVID-19? And the most interesting part about this is not only have five people tested positive for COVID-19, but he is refusing to quarantine and he is refusing to adhere to the CDC recommendations, which is when you have people around you that are testing positive, you should self-quarantine. And he's refusing to do that. He's on the campaign trail, but I guess he's recognizing the seriousness of what is going on now, including um, the fact that there on the heel of an election. It was also disclosed by the New York Times this week, listen to this, just yesterday, that the Trump administration, who has seen it fit to dismantle a lot of different things, I don't really know why, they've like gone in there and basically they have said that nothing has ever worked for the American people. Good morning, Andrea and Lenny. And so they're going to just pull everything apart and pull everything down. It's, it's the most bizarre thing. You cannot, as a politician, and I mean, we would never expect our politicians even to do this, go in and say that your incumbents for the past 50 years got everything wrong, 50 years and beyond, and start dismantling programs that have worked. So one of the programs that they have dismantled, which is quite shocking and unbelievable, um, is the vaccine safety office that has been around at least since 1990. And the vaccine safety office was established in order to monitor the safety of vaccines after they've been deployed to the general public. So as you guys know, the FDA will actually approve vaccines and that goes through a very rigorous process. But even after it's approved, you know, there still has to be someone keeping a watch on these things because maybe there was something that the trials didn't catch or the FDA was not aware of. So the National Vaccine Office was implemented to make sure that they can continue tracking all of the data and information on people who receive vaccines to ensure their safety. So they monitor the safety of vaccines once they're in widespread use. And so we discovered yesterday that um, the, the Trump administration actually dismantled this office late last year. The irony of it all is he dismantled it right before the biggest pandemic has hit the United States of America. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up. This It's almost like divine intervention. If you believe in divine intervention, it's like God saying, uh-uh, 
we're going to teach you a lesson. If you don't believe in divine intervention, then it's a hell of a coincidence that he decided to dismantle this agency right before they're probably going to need it more than ever. And there's some real details on um, the role that the National Vaccine Office plays. So basically, they had very sophisticated IT systems that allow them to synchronize and to monitor vaccine safety. Like it was pooling and collecting data like you would not believe, right? So now the Trump administration is claiming, no, 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 no. Health and Human Services or whatever they call themselves have said, no, um, we just closed it, but we merged it with another office called the Office of Infectious Disease and HIV AIDS Policy which has a totally different remit. So it's weird that you would um, merge it with that office. But by all accounts, um, this so-called new organizational structure just isn't working. And in fact, persons who have previously head up the National Vaccine Office, for example, they spoke to Dr. Bruce Gillen. He's the president of the Sabin Vaccine Institute. And he headed up the National Vaccine Office from 2002 to 2017. So quite some time there. And he basically said some 15 years, he said that it's like satellites looking at the weather. That's the type of tracking equipment that they had. Very powerful computer programs that analyze large databases. Um, and apparently, monitoring hundreds of millions of Americans who actually get vaccines from different drug makers by this summer is like tracking a major storm beyond research, what researchers, my apologies, what researchers have done before. And so the closest that they can think of is when there was the 2009 H1N1 influenza emergence. And uh, they were racing then to make, make a vaccine. And from October 2009 to January 2010, there was a vaccine that was administered to over 82 million people in the United States. So Dr. Gellin talked about how federal officials and scientists organized a system to monitor the population for any severe side effects <clears throat> and to promptly share results with the public. And he now says, along with other experts, that 11 years later, the lessons of 2009 have been forgotten. And so this is incredibly interesting. So good morning, Lenny. I see that Tasha is here with us. Um, Tasha, give me one quick second. I need to just grab some water because I know I'm going to be talking for a long time this morning. So let me do that. Let's throw up... Um, Duran's photo, congratulations again, Duran. And also we are looking for this shoplifter. She's one of three. I'll be right back after these messages.
All right, good folks. Thank you so much for your patience. Let us go ahead and uh, have Tasha now join our conversation. And um, again, we're looking for three shoplifters, two men and a woman. So if you know either of these individuals, you guys know what to do. Call the RCIPS or you can shoot CMR an email. The big question here is why has the police not arrested them yet? It seems like the police may know exactly who they are. Tasha, good morning. Good morning. How are you, my dear? I'm good. Okay, Janelle, uh, Myrna, Edith, Melita, thank you guys so much. Yes, Kizzy, I got my water now, so I am good to go. Good morning to Yvette. Thank you so much. You're looking lovely, I'm sure, as well. Yvette always looks on point. Larry, thank you for tuning in all the way from New York. Um, Crystal, we'll get there in a second. Corrine, thank you. And Odette. Beautiful. Andy. All right, let's get to it. Um, Tasha, you made the news recently. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, because of some gifting circle. So I want you to just pull your camera down a little bit because we're getting more of the seat than you. There you go. I want you to explain to us. We're going to start at the very beginning, right? Because uh, we've been reporting on this now, the story for a minute in terms of these gifting circles. They just seem to have popped up out of nowhere in Cayman. But in fact, they have been very popular um, in other places. They've not been successful. But they all start off well with a lot of people signing up. So when tell tell us how you got involved and how you first heard about this. Is this the first time you've participated in something like this? Yeah, um, I had a phone call from a friend, and uh -huh. all they said to me was, "I had to pay four hundred dollars to join this group, and in twenty one days, I would have the total of forty eight thousand dollars." And I was like, "Wow, no, that sounds like..." something very interesting, you know? Uh -huh. And you say, all you have to do is just get people to join the group and those people will be paying, you know, the people up above. So when they break it down to me, I say, well, that don't sound too difficult. I say, you know, because if everyone is working as a group, you know, we could get it to happen. But Miss Sandra, what got to me after the first week, the second week? Okay, and, hold, um, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to back okay. up. All right. Because we, we need to understand when someone comes to you and says something like this, I want to understand what you're thinking and how this works in your head, right? Because that will help us understand how other people are thinking as well. So a friend comes to you and says, what, is, what does your friend tell you? That this is a female friend. So she tells you, you can invest how much money? $400. $400. And out of $400, you're going to get back how much? $40,000 after 21 days. $48,000. So four, eight, and then three zeros after that. Yes, ma'am. What, what in your head made you think that that was even possible? Like, have you ever heard of anyone putting in $400 and getting out even $10,000, $20,000, but this is $48,000? Why did it make sense? Like, how did your friend explain it to you for it to well, make when sense? Break down the, when they break down the chart to me, they only say I had to bring eight people under me. Those eight people bring eight people under them and so forth. Mm -hmm. So once those eight people paid that top person, uh -huh. they would have to keep one certain amount and pay the top person another amount. So once the three weeks was up, 
uh, between every payment, I would have a total of $40,000. So I said, well, that sounds good. So let's get into it. Let's get it working. Let's invite people to right. the group and let's get the ball rolling. So did you ever think though that it's not sustainable? So in the sense that, okay, even if you were to get $48,000, which sounds very unlikely, right? So even if you recruited eight people, did when she explained it to you, did she say that the only way that this works is if people keep getting recruited and at some point that runs out. Some At some point you run out of people to recruit. And then that means that the people at the bottom who you just brought in are not going to get paid. Did she ever explain that to you? No, because I wasn't expecting to be in there that long. I was just getting in there for my 21 days. And the ones that come in behind would just have to keep going through it, what their process. I wasn't planning on staying there nor being in charge or anything because I was not a banker and I was not a... Um, I was not in charge. I had people above me. So I figured they knew what they were doing because they came in from the States and okay. so happened to be the two leaders that I met were all two Jamaicans. So, um, and okay. holding good so positions and jobs there in Cayman. So. Yes. I I'm understanding a little bit now. So you're thinking Tasha is you get in, do your 28 days to get your big payout and then you jump 21 out. Days. 21 days and then you're done and that's it. You're not going to worry about anything else. All right. So how does it seem like um, from all accounts then? So what, what day did you actually join the program? I can't remember all that right now, Miss Sandra. Okay. Give us a rough idea. Was it um, like September, sometime during September? In September. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you joined in September and were you able to find your eight people that you were supposed to bring in? Of course. I found okay. them in two days. So it was easy then. Mm -hmm. And you were responsible then for explaining to other people how, how this worked. worked. Yes, okay. ma'am. And you thought you had a good understanding based on whatever chart this other person showed you. Right. Now, the person who brought you in, were they the leader of your group? Because it seems like every group has an administrator or one or two leaders. Were they the leader of your particular group? No, ma'am. They were who under was, another leader. Who was the leader then? I can't call their name. They okay. have good positions, jobs in Cayman with government. They, and I'm not going to get in any more trouble than I'm done in. So I rather to don't call their names. So the only reason I came on to your show, Miss Sandra, was to explain two points. One, I should have known from the beginning it was something wrong with the group because when wow. they start um, making up. Hold on, hold on, Tasha. Because um, what, what we need to eventually get to, there's nothing wrong with the group. There's something wrong with the concept of what you guys were trying to do. And that's where I need you to kind of probably shift your understanding of what transpired. Well, because I was trying gonna, to explain gonna... something to you that the first thing that they'd said was that we cannot use last names in the group. We can only use initials. So from okay. then I should have known it was some scam behind it because How they many said people not... in your group. 36. So you had 36 people in your group. And uh, you're actually saying I that... had eight first and uh -huh. two dropped out. And under those six, I had six each, so that was 36 plus six is 46. Ah, so yeah. these are people that you specifically basically recruited and then their recruits equaled about 36 people, right? Yes, but the group that you were joining into where this other person recruited you and then you said they're higher people in government, who, how many people are overall in that group, would you say? I have no idea. I didn't ask. Okay. So you were not then, because I've seen some groups and I've seen some messages where you can see in WhatsApp how many people are actually in the group. And I've seen groups like five, six, almost 700 people. So you are no. not part of that situation. No, ma'am. 
Our okay. group was way smaller than that. Your group was smaller. And everything was going fine because wow. the first payout went fine. The second payout went fine. It was just to the, the my third week would have been their second week, my group that was coming behind me. And um, when the, you know, the, the Smith scandal came up, everybody started calling back for their money. So I had to start paying back people. And then it got up to a point that the people above me that I had done paid would not give me back the money to pay back the people behind. And that's where the whole problem started. So and when you I want to make it clear. Let, let's just back up here because some of our listeners, we have to kind of take our time to explain to them. When you say mm -hmm. the Smith scandal, this is when we reported that a lady by the name of Jackie Smith, um, her group essentially fell apart and people were looking to collect their money from her. Right. All right. Now, let me just, I'm just going to backtrack here because I need to check some dates, right? So if you joined in September, did you not see the various articles that Cayman Mall Road actually put up about this Susu Blossom? Because it goes by all sorts of different names all over the world. Um, did you not see the articles that we had put up before you decided to join the group? Well, to be honest with you, Miss Sandra, um, I have I follow you on Facebook, but I yeah. don't see your pop up unless someone mm -hmm. call me and say, "Look at what my road has up." Even okay. any accident, anything you have up, I never yeah. see you pop up on my page. I has to directly go into my road to see whatever you post. To be honest okay. to you, all right. So you never saw those articles? No, right. I didn't really follow. I didn't watch news to tell you that much. Yeah, I was working okay. from ten thirty to five. I really didn't even have time to buy a newspaper and read that. Well, since the pandemic, <laughs> everything has changed. So. so don't worry about it. That's why I say it wasn't um, even a newspaper since the pandemic. Yeah. So listen, September 21st, this is just a benefit for our um, viewers, um, Tasha. September 24th, we did a story about Miss Jackie, um, which basically said that her friends and uh, family and friends circle um, fell apart. And mm -hmm. so that would have been around your second week is what you're saying, because that's when people started to get a little bit concerned. And so it would have been my people... third week and it would have been my group that coming behind me second week. Okay. So that would have been your third week. So you started then in early September. Right. All right. So just give me one second here. To make it exact, the 28th of September would have been my 21 days. Okay. All right. And to be, to be fair, the first article that we posted about this, was actually September the 20th. So it wasn't long before, um, you know, we posted it and then we started to hear that things were not going well. Um, mm -hmm. We had heard about it a few weeks before that. So do you know how long your particular, the group that you went into, do you know how long they had been going for before all of this? No, ma'am. I didn't even, I didn't bother to ask. Okay. Now I want to pick up on the point that you have mentioned about, um, civil servants and even high-ranking civil servants being involved in this. And I want to say that, I mean, I can't speak specifically to your group because I don't know what group you're in. However, mm -hmm. I know that Tasha is telling the truth about this folks, because one of the first bits of um, information that I got when someone was saying to me, you know, um, can we, what do you think about this? Do you think this is a great idea? And they said to me, you know, it's taken Cayman by storm. There's all sorts of, uh, people who were involved in this group, including high ranking civil servants. And they actually had a public meeting at the airport park. And at that airport park were customs officers, senior customs officers, um, I guess people from works and other government departments. So yes, when you think 
in your mind um, that someone is, you know, a high ranking government official and they're involved in this, does it make you believe that, okay, this is legitimate and somehow it's okay if government people are involved? Right. So that's what you were thinking as well. And I think a lot of people were, you know, unfortunately, and this is one of the things that we're going to talk about the structure of Ponzi schemes here in a second, but this is one of the things that always gets people. And con artists, this is a classic trait of anyone who's going to con you. One of the things that they will always do is they're going to name drop. So they're going to say, oh, well, so-and-so is in the group. It's like, you know, that person carries some degree of clout. Ah, well, if President Trump is in the group, then it must be legit. So you want to jump in. If Sandy right. Hill is in the group, well, you know, Sandy knows what she's talking about. So if she believes in this program, then do it. So when you first right. got signed up, were they telling you names of people who were in the group? Were they trying to sell you based on that? Well, um, my leader is actually someone in a high position in government. Mm -hmm. So when, especially so when I spoke to my family, you, that, yeah, that I was person. under her. And uh, when I mentioned it to my mom, the first thing she said, don't get involved in that because it's a scam. I said, no, I said, because the person that I'm under is a very respectful person. She has a good position in government. And I know if she's into it, it has to be legit. So I don't see a problem getting into it for 21 days and coming up with $40,000. I think it was a great idea wow. because I want to say something so, else, Miss so Andrea. Um, let, let me just read you know, I was in the tourism industry. Yeah, I was in the tourism industry, and after the pandemic, you know, I stayed without a job for four months. Yeah. So when I finally got a job, I started work on the seventh of July. Then when I got invited to this group, the first thing I said, because I wanted to come home from the pandemic. Okay. Uh -huh. When I received uh -huh. my pension, I was ready to come home, but uh -huh. I guess the whole came out no because I seen comments there that my son was in prison. So my son came home on the 21st of August. From then, I was ready okay, to really on, come hold on, home. Hold on, hold on, back up, back up, back up. Because you're going a mm -hmm. little bit too fast for some of us who don't know anything about your son or anything. Okay, so just a second now. Okay. Um, so Bruce says that she's describing an obvious scam and is clearly a willing participant. I don't think that that's the issue, whether you're a willing participant. You were a willing participant because you wanted $48,000. So Cameron right. says 20, 21 days from four to $48,000 um, he's never buying a box of Lucky Charms ever again because that's, you know, that's amazing. So mm -hmm. um, you got into this group. You're saying that your personal circumstances. So in other words, you had lost your job because you were one of those persons who worked in tourism. Uh, you were desperate after three or four months of unemployment during the shutdown and during the pandemic. So eventually you got a job. When you started the circle, were you already working at your new job? Yes, mom. You were working. Okay. So you then were thinking um, you were gonna, you know, take out your pension money, pack up your bags and return to, you're from Honduras. So you're gonna return to Honduras. Yes, ma'am. Okay, now you're bringing in the bit about your son and that's to explain to us why you also wanted to return to Honduras? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you've got an adult son. He was in jail here in the Cayman Islands? Yes, ma'am. Right, and so he is now returned. For four years, what was he in jail for, Tasha? Gun charge. Okay, so it was a gun charge. Now he's out and he was deported to Honduras or he just left? Yes, ma'am. He was deported. Okay. All right. So you're thinking maybe this is an opportunity to kind of reset everything, pack up your bags, return to Honduras, you know, take your pension money. So this opportunity 
to get involved in this. What do they call it when they describe it to you? Do they name it the blo the um, blossom blossom circle? Blossom circle. Okay. So when they gifting explain program. it to you, gift blossom circle gifting program. Okay. So when they then told you this, in your head, light bulbs are going off. Oh my gosh, I can collect forty-eight thousand dollars and return to Honduras with a lot of money. Now tell us in real terms how much money is that in Honduras? Like that's a lot of lempiras, right? Yeah, it's over a million lempiras. Yeah, and that's good money. You can live off of that for a while. Of course. Okay, so you're basically a millionaire. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so. You were thinking, right, this is good. You got your eight people. Then tell us what happened next. So your son had returned to Honduras. You were setting the backdrop and having us understand in your head why this was a good idea. Okay, well, uh, when we first started, I had my eight people. And um, when it was their turn to find their people, it was two of them that didn't find anyone. So they dropped out. And then we stayed down to six. So then we worked the whole week then with six people. Each of those six found their six. And that's we end up with 36 people then in the group under my six. And so the how first it works is, sorry, huh? Tasha, we're still trying to understand how it works, right? So what they tell you is every single week, you need to recruit how many people? Um, well, six people, each six have to get their six, and their six have to get six. It's a pyramid, simple. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so every person who comes in is responsible every single week for getting six people. No. no. If you're this, when you get in the first week, let's say you come yeah. in under me. Yeah. Okay, so I have to find five more besides you. Okay. The following week, then you'll be in what they call fire. So then you have to find your six people and the other five next, you got to find each one of their six. So you don't the have following to week, anymore. Okay, so you're, I, I think I understand now. So your, your foot soldiers, let's call them that, they are responsible when they come in, right? After the first week of them coming in, every the following week now, they're responsible for bringing six, and then their six bring in six, and their six, and it keeps going, right? Yes, Perfect. And you're absolutely right. That's exactly how a pyramid scheme works. So everyone right. brings in six people. At some point, did you think to yourself, even within your 21 weeks, I mean, K-Man is only so big. Did you think 21 to yourself, days. 21 days, my apologies. Did you think to yourself in 21 days, this continually bringing in six, bringing in six, bringing in six. So every five or six people bring in six. Do you think to yourself at some point that becomes impossible to do? Like the numbers just don't make any sense? Well, I got to that point after the second week that I sat down and thought about it, but how I was not ahead of it, I figured mm -hmm. they didn't know what they were doing because, like I say, the head of this was someone that was, you know, I would say well-educated and have a good position in government and has a good job. So I figured if they brought it in because they told me that the person that brought it in was from the States, but they wanted everything to stay in Cayman because they wanted us to collect in CI dollars and then have to be depositing back and forth to the States. So I figure I said, well, if they, you know, they're doing it that way, when I finish my 21 days, I'm done. So they're going to deal with it because I have not more to do with it. You understand? The only way I got involved in all this is because the person that was working, working out of Georgetown, and she asked me to collect the, the funds from the people. So they come bringing the money to me and then I pass it on to them. You understand? That's the reason why I got so involved in this, because besides that, I wouldn't have been involved in this like this. 
because I would not have been collecting the funds. The funds would have been going collecting to my superior, but she worked out of town. You understand? So I worked right there in the heart of Georgetown and it was easy access for the people to bring me their funds. And that's how I end up giving out receipts to these people. And then I pass it on to my superiors. And then when the Sunday come, we join together and they give me the payouts to give the people. And that's mm. how I ended up doing the payouts because I live right in Georgetown. I lived right in Georgetown. All right. So, um, Tasha, you became more intricately involved then in not just signing people up, but the collecting of money um because you said this person was like oh well you're close to town you know why didn't you help out and you never thought to yourself maybe i don't want to do this because now this puts me in the line of fire where people are thinking right that i am somehow um the head of this like were you telling people i'm not the head this isn't my group i'm just here to collect money and get, pass of on course. to you were telling people that. Yeah, I told them that, you know, how would I come out of nowhere and just invent a group like that and say, oh, I'm in charge. I was not in charge. I had people superior to me that I had to answer to. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So why then were you issuing people receipts? Where did the receipts then come in from? Because I had to collect the funds and my superior told me, do not collect funds unless you pass off a receipt. Okay. It was approved that because without your receipt, you cannot be part to be collecting your, your gift. You couldn't be gifted if you didn't have a receipt to prove that you had joined the group. Oh, okay. So Kareem says hi to you. Um, Diana, good morning. Uh, Crystal says this sounds like a hot mess, and it does, but we're going to try to get to the bottom of it. Um, Campbell, Annie says, let me enjoy the class. Now, ciao, put away your phone. <laughs> I'm not sure who she's referring to. Um, Dean Shillette says this is a Ponzi scheme, corruption, money laundering, just another day in paradise. Oh my gosh. Um, Neela says, Cameron, I'm not lying. It sounded real when they introduced it to me. However, it was lucky I never got in, but they explain it as if it's a partnership plan. Now, let me ask mm -hmm. you a question because this is a good point that Neela makes. Um, have you ever been part of a partnership before, uh, Tasha? No, ma'am. Never. Never. Okay. So you don't know how partnerships work. So here's no, the thing, um, Nilas, that is a major difference um, between a partnership and what this is, right? In a partnership, and a lot of people throw partners or hand. Right. They hand, they throw partner. Partners. In the yeah, a lot of people in the Caribbean throw partners because partners are a way of like almost community saving within a group, right? But the difference right. between this and a partner, the biggest difference is with a partner, you get what you put in. So you don't go into a partner only putting in four hundred dollars and getting forty eight thousand dollars. A partner every single month, every single week, whatever, you put your amount in, your hat your whatever agreed amount. And then at some point, it's your time to draw down on the money. So say, for example, you guys agree to do, you know, $1,000 a month for 12 months, right? Everybody puts their, their money in. You're not going to get $48,000 at the end of it. You're going to get $1,000 times 12. So that is the biggest difference between a partner. But I do think 
when they were describing it to people, um, I do know that some of them were using the term partner to try to make it make sense because otherwise a lot of people were like, this doesn't make any sense to me. So I think that some of these group organizers were kind of like, um, okay, it's like a partner, but it's not like a partner at all. Because like I said, a partner, what you put in is what you get out and not a red cent more. Um, yeah, but I understand that now. Sorry, Tasha. I say, yes, I understand that now because I've yeah. never been a partner before. So okay. when all this Blossom Circle blew up, they told us to change the name from Blossom Circle to Partners and to see if that would help the people still recruit. But that didn't work out oh. too well. Okay, because I do want to look at some of your messages. I'm glad you said that because now that starts to make sense to me about one of the things that you said in one of your messages. So they're instructing you then to change the um, the name of it. Didn't that seem deceptive to you though? Like, why am I changing the name of this from a blossom circle to um, a partner if that's not like, like, why? So that people are being fooled into thinking it's something else because it's not a partner. Mm -hmm. Well, at that point, all I was trying to do was it was so much people involved and I had close friends that was involved into it. I was just trying to get them to get the people under them so they could get paid out. You understand? Mm -hmm. And the person told me, say, well, we don't want to be mixed up with the Seam Blossom Circle that Miss Smith was um, mixed up in. So let's change the name of the group to partners. And I said to one point, I said, well, that makes sense. I said, because we're trying to pay out because we had the money. We did some payouts. And when I passed the money on to my leaders, when mm -hmm. it was when all this blew up, when I called back for the money now to do my other payout, they said to me that um, you know the thing had crashed and the person that had the money said that a gifted uh, money was not being refundable and that I should know that when I got into the group and I was like no, I said I didn't sign no contract saying anything about not refundable. I say because mm -hmm. if y'all had told me that from the beginning, I would have never recruit all these people. From my eight, I would have dropped out because I did not know it was a non-refundable gifting program. And mm -hmm. that's what they told me after the, 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 the fact that this whole thing blew up was when I called back these people for them to give me back the funds I had given them, you know, because they were above me. So what I received, I had to give them half. So when I, cause out of what I received, I start paying back a lot of people. I paid almost $5,000 before I left came on to a lot of people that was under me because I felt bad about it because I only went into the group, not just to help myself, I went in to help other people because a lot of young people joined the group because they know me. You understand, Miss Sandra? I've been Cayman 16 years uh -huh. straight. And uh -huh. anyone that knows me, that has uh -huh. lived around me, knows that I will take out my last dollar out of my pocket and share it uh -huh. with someone else. I would never, ever steal from anyone or scam anyone for money. I'm not uh -huh. that type person. If I got it, you got it. And mm -hmm. the reason when all this blew up, I spoke to my group of people and I explained to them what happened. And I told them, I said, look, I don't have the funds, but I would work. And every Friday I would pay off one person called me $500 a week, but sometimes four or six day, but I would be able to survive. Some mm -hmm. of them accepted the deal. Other ones start threatening me that they would come in and kill me. They were going to do this and we'll do that. Mm -hmm. So I got to a point, I live by myself and I got a little scared about the whole deal. And I mm -hmm. said, you know what? I didn't have enough money to get a ticket to come home. So I had to hitch a ride and come home. 
And now that I'm here, I told them, I got in contact with a lot of them. And I told them, I said, slowly, I'll keep paying back the people because they were under me. And, you know, they got there because of me. So I felt bad that this whole thing crashed. But when I got back to my leaders, they say gifting program is not refundable. What you gift, you can't take back. And that's how that finished crashing. And it was my face and my name because I was the one that would collect the funds, passing it on to them. All right. Um, I, I just so, want to back up just, just a little bit. All right. So by your second, by your third week, right, your recruits are starting to say to you, okay, it's difficult to find anyone to bring in because they heard about the situation with Jackie Smith and that her group right. had fallen apart. So now they're and beginning. everyone wanted their money back. Yeah. Everybody started to question the whole situation. Um, and now they're asking you for money. But because you were right. never told by the people who brought you in or the organizers or whatever, that this situation is non-refundable, you were not telling mm -hmm. people that initially at all. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it seems like your group, to be honest, wasn't quite as organized as some other groups because I've seen some other groups where they got these very lengthy, I'm trying to see if I can find one to bring up. They got these very lengthy descriptions of um, how this process worked and what they must do. And, you know, this is how the payouts work. Um, let me just see if I can pull this up. Yes, I found one here. Um, okay, hold on a second. I think that was someone actually sending me your message of what you had posted online. And we're gonna go through actually some of these um, screenshots and stuff that we have here now. Um, I know some are from you um, having conversations with other people. So we can talk about that here in a second. Um, let me just find this one that kind of explained it in terms of how it worked. Mm -hmm. um, so you never, your friend who brought you in, Tasha, they never um, gave you anything in writing. So they never sent you a WhatsApp group saying, okay, this is how it works. You know, no, none no. of that stuff. No, no. After this whole thing blew up, they told me they had signed a contract saying non-refundable um, gifting program. And I said, well, no one ever gave me one and I didn't pass it on to anyone else. So the messages then that you were circulating to people about coming in and joining in, we're going to show a video here in a second, where you composed that message yourself or did you copy and paste that from someone else? Um... I don't know which one you're talking about because one, I did took some from somebody else and then one other one I put together because they just told me your only job is to recruit people. That's all you have to do. And after I recruit my eight, that two of them drop out. When the other six was lined up, I helped find people to put under them. So that's okay. how I got more involved in it because uh, most of those people, I knew them and uh -huh. they then joined, um, got other people to join under them. All right, so let's have a look at this message here. Um, this is coming from you sending out to other people, right? So this is mm. where your invitation that you were sending. So was this sent to your initial six people or when was this sent out? I can't even see that. Good, hold on, let me open it up. All right, so it says, good morning, my friend. Would you like to join me and many others to make some money? Our group is called Blossom Circle. All you have to do is invite friends and family to follow you. Uh, to enter this opportunity, you only have to pay four hundred dollars, and this and this allows you to start your week one. The chart that I will be sending are all in U.S. dollars. 
but since we are here in Cayman, wanted to collect CI and for everything to stay locally, we started our own group. So you sent them a chart and everything? Yes, ma'am. The same chart that was circling with the, with the, how it worked. Okay. I've not, I've not personally um, seen this chart, but okay. I can uh, send it to you after if you want. Yeah, sure. That's probably I a good actually idea. still have that on my phone. Yeah, good. All right. Yes, you send that to us because we're trying to really understand what's going on here. So then um, you say once you join the group, you have to be very honest and respectful and dedicated to help your groups out. What did you mean by that? Um, as is, you know, a lot of people, because first they didn't want us to use our last names. So it was just like, you know, you have to respect the people that's under you. And if anybody wanted to drop out, we could have respect that too. Okay, he wasn't obligated to stay in. So it was just a respect one to the other. All right. For every payment, you will receive a receipt, which you'll post on your respective chat. What respective chats are we referring to? We had a group chat. Um, and when all this scandal came on, um, the leaders came in and messaged us and told us to um, to delete ourselves off the chats because all this had blew up with my road and um, to get out of it. So they just deleted the whole chat and we did not have a, a group chat anymore. Okay, so despite not having a group chat anymore, the Blossom Circle or partner, whatever you wanna call it, was still continuing. It's just that they wanted no formal communication between people is right. what was happening. Yeah. Now, do you stop to think at that point, why would we be deleting, if there's nothing wrong with this, if there's nothing illegal going on here, um, why would we be like deleting group chats and coming out of groups and stuff like that? Did you ever think that's strange? Regardless of what Ma Road says, I mean, because we heard some of the messages from these individuals claiming that we were fake news and all this sort of stuff. So let, let's let's believe them for a second, which we know obviously isn't true. But if they were, you know, correct in their position that we're fake and we don't know what we're talking about, um, why would that bother them? Why do you think they wanted to delete anything with us? Or, you know, well, delete to begin together. with, because we had a lot of um, government employees involved, police officers and so forth. So they mm -hmm. say that once they had to start investigating the group, if we didn't have no group chat open, there won't be no evidence on anyone's phone. That's all I thought it was just, you know, because I told them, I said, well, is this illegal what we're doing? They were like, no, in the Cayman Islands, it's illegal to gamble, but not to gift. So that's why we call it a gifting program, because it's not illegal for you to give someone because you're doing it willingly. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, well, people gamble willingly as well. I don't even know what that means. So um, they were finding a way to explain away the legalities of it by trying to tell you that it's not illegal, gambling is illegal, but because they're calling this by some other name that makes it different from gambling. Pretty much, it was a gifting program, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of stupid though. You do, you do see how there are those of us who are looking at this going, you can, it's like saying, okay, I'm a prostitute and I'm going to go out there and prostitute myself, but I'm going to call it um, line dancing instead of prostituting. If I'm paying someone for sexual favors or vice versa, that's still prostitution. That's illegal no matter what I call it. Right. You know? So 
it seems like they were playing a lot of games within these groups to try to convince people. Sandra, bottom line of this whole thing is that whoever started the group, they came there with their plans already. They knew what they were doing. They know exactly what they were looking forward to. And is like I say, what hurts me so much is that, you know, I got involved because of being right in Georgetown. Right. And um, I did payouts to a lot of people. And what hurt me was the person that sent you the 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 whole story about the $1,200 that her family member had given me and whatever. That particular person, I'm not going to call her name because um, mm -hmm. she's very close to me. I give mm -hmm. her back her full $400 and mm -hmm. her family member that had given me $1,200, I paid them $600 back. And I told them that the other six, I'll take back to them slowly. And the person agreed with me. She said to me, Tasha, it's not your fault that this whole thing crashed, but it's not ours either. And I said, well, you know, even though it was a gifting program, I am willing to pay everyone back, even if it takes me 10 years. But I'm going to mm -hmm. pay everyone back because I've never went there to steal anything from anyone. It was what happened, what crashed. My superior said it was no refundable. And what, what funds they had, they were not giving it back to me to pay my people that was under me. And that was the end of that story. I suppose that ended up, when we went down to six people, I suppose that ended up with $26,400 at the end of my 21 days. I didn't even get $4,000 when I came out $26,400. So you understand? So everybody think that I ended up with plenty of money. How much money did you end up getting, Tasha, for your $400 that you put in? What did you end up getting? I got my first $1,200, mm -hmm. which out of that, I had to pay back $800 because two people dropped out after that. I had to pay them back. So that ended up with my same $400. And the second round, because we start back then with six people, I only got $1,200 more. All right. So let me just, because um, I want to explain to people how, I think some people still don't really understand it, to be honest. So let's just have a little closer look. So you pay $400 to start your week zero. Um, each Monday you get paid week one, you will receive $3,200. So did somebody actually put $3,200 in your hand in week one? Yes, ma'am. I kept 1200 and I had to okay. give 2000 to my leader. Okay. And um, when you say that you will receive $3,200, where are you receiving that money from? Where does the money come from? From the eight people that was under me. Right. Okay. 400 times eight is 32. Yes. So this is what I want people to understand where the source of the money is, because the source right. of the money is always from new people coming into the group. And that is the very definition of what a Ponzi scheme is. So a Ponzi okay. scheme only survives if people keep paying into it. When right. you have people that stop paying in, that's it. They, they've disappeared. Okay. And a Ponzi scheme can be used for, you know, they use it for investors, even um, Bernie, what's his name? Madoc, Madoc, whatever the heck his name was, he was a multimillionaire. And what he was doing was he was utilizing a Ponzi scheme, same principle, in order to get people to join in. So he would say, oh, I want you to invest in my company. I can give you a 25% return on your money. But the way that he was paying out that return on people's money was simply by bringing in more investors at the bottom. And okay, you invest half a million dollars, you invest a million dollars, and the people who were further up have to get paid their initial investment plus their 25% return on their money 
they were getting that from the new people that he was bringing in. But can you see how logically at some point it becomes difficult for you to start bringing people in? Right. You know, and once you, once you can't bring anybody else back in, then the, the whole pyramid starts to crumble and fall apart. Yes, ma'am. Um, and that's exactly what unfortunately was happening here. Let's read a few comments. I see a lot of people are commenting on this. So Tracy says, good morning, Sandy. Now this is a very good topic. I heard about it um, from people in Cayman, even introducing it to me. I question it, how you can, um, how he come about it. The question I asked him, he couldn't answer me. So I not even follow it up. There's just a lot going on in this world. So Tracy's basically saying that she started asking some questions, wasn't getting straight answers and that turned her off. Um, Roberto says, same here. I said to my friend, this was too good to be true. Um, Atlas making a bit of a joke here, he says, and she would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids. That's a reference to Scooby-Doo in case those of you don't know. <laughs> Um, Renisha says, it sounds so real when they tell me about it. I said, no, I will save my money. So hell no guys. I really don't believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, Carmely is tuned in this morning. A friend wanted me to do it too, but I told the person I couldn't do it. Uh, Renisha also says, this is what happened when people are too greedy for money. So it does <laughs> seem like there is an underlying, um, issue here to be quite honest with greed because yeah i mean how do you turn four hundred dollars into forty eight thousand dollars it just is impossible you know what i mean so cameron mm -hmm. said some partners don't work out he's heard of partners running off after they get their hand so the same difference well it's not really the same difference it's the same difference in terms of it's all gambling so you're obviously taking a humongous risk because there's no way for you to legally recover your money. Um, Crystal says like you should invest in commodities. Most people probably have no idea what that is. Carmelie says that she thinks you might be lying, Tasha. When you, people say to you, you're not being honest, what do you say to them? Well, um, I don't know what to say to them because I'm being as honest as I can. Like I say, yeah. if I had people's money, I would have paid them before I left Cayman. And if I had so much money that people say I run with, um, first of all, I would have came on Cayman Airways flight because this was a flight on a Thursday. And uh -huh. how I was sending all my stuff down, I had to pay for my cargo. So I got paid the Friday, the uh -huh. 16th, and I had to pay $300 CI to send all of my stuff back to Honduras. Mm -hmm. And I ended up coming to Honduras with only 244 US dollars. That's mm -hmm. what I land Honduras with. And um, I didn't have enough money. And if I had come on flight, I would have had to land into La Ceiba and I would have had to stay down there. So I couldn't be down there broke. And I rather to just come straight home. Cause I would have had to do um, what is the quarantining in Saiba. And what's the sense of me coming mm -hmm. by flight? I couldn't afford the flight ticket and send my car go home. So oh, I okay, so that's why you took the boat then, because a lot of people are wondering that. I had people say to me, "Why, why would she go on a boat?" That seems like she's trying I to. I couldn't afford out. a ticket, and everyone okay. was um, approaching me and threatening me. I have about four different men had threatened me that they were coming to do this and do that and f me up and you know stuff like that. I wow. lived by myself and I was living in an apartment. It was really dark at night to get up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And I got scared for my life then too. And I said, well, you know what? This makes no sense. I don't have people's money because if I had it, I would have called them and tell them, come and pick it up. You know, because mm -hmm. I mean, but 
Honduras is not that far from Cayman and a lot of people know me here. So, you know, it's not like I'm a hundred percent safe here, but, um, like I told him, I said, I'm willing to pay back everyone slowly. And, um, I couldn't stay in Cayman that long to, you know, cause you know, life in Cayman is very expensive. So for yeah. me to be able to work and to maintain my bills and pay off people, you know, I would have to do it, you know, slowly. And yeah. like I say, some of the groups, um, I had like four of them girls was very, um, um, comprehensive with me and they say Tasha don't worry take your time pay us if it even be a hundred dollars a week just pay us back we're fine with that we know mm -hmm. it's not your fault you know we know you for a long time you've been a very honest person you're a hard-working woman you know and mm -hmm. um so it was like you know everybody knows like I said earlier if I have my last dollar and you need it I'm going to give it to you I'm not a mean person. So when everybody, I even had someone to message or call a friend of mine here in Honduras saying that I run from Cayman with $60,000. And I said to the person, I say, I didn't even come with $600. My table, $60,000. Uh -uh. And I told him, I said, trust me, if I'd come to Honduras with that kind of money, they wouldn't uh -huh. be able to find me on Facebook or WhatsApp or nothing. I would have deleted myself off the face of the earth until I had finished <laughs> doing what I wanted to do. I could have gone and do plastic surgery and everything with $60,000. So um, I told them that people could talk because they have mouth to talk, but um, I have no reason to lie to anyone. I told them exactly how it happened. Um, my leaders just, you know, like I say, I pass on the, the funds to them. They would um, give me what I had to pay out. And when it was time to do the last payout is when um, all this blew up. And when I called them, they say, well, you know, it has um, crashed and we don't have the funds anymore. And I was like, how you mean you don't have the funds anymore? You know, we have to do our payout. They said, no. And it's a gifting program, not refundable. You should know that from the beginning. I'm like, no, no one made me sign anything about non-refundable. And then wow. the people that invited me into it, when I went to them, they said, well, they didn't give you one document. I said, no, y'all invited me into this. I said, nobody now gave me nothing to sign about non-refundable. Because if I'm sure, if I had told the people that was behind me that it was a non-refundable, no one would have wanted to join to begin right, with. Right, 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 right. Wow. A lot of people would have think it twice before they had joined if they knew it was a non-refundable um, thing. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question now. Darlene says... Um, she wants to know, did anyone ever receive that promised money? So in other words, that $48,000, did you meet anyone or even the person that recruited you? Did they ever tell you that they received that kind of money? My leader was on her second week and she was receiving her second amount. Yes. So people, people were still receiving the early amounts, but you never really met anyone that survived the 21 weeks is the point we're trying to make, right? 21 days. 21 days. Sorry. You keep so saying you never, weeks, but 21 days. Yeah. You never met anyone that, that did the 21 days. No, ma'am. Ah, honestly, mm. no. Yeah. Okay. So we have some other, I questions. think the group had just practically started in Cayman uh -huh. when they invite me the second week. I think that's what happened. Okay. Or that group. So there, there, was no, there was no success stories at that point for you to point to. Okay. So Takesha has a question. I'm guessing she's related to you based on the last name. That's my uh, daughter. Okay. <laughs> all right. So she says, why don't you all point fingers at the important people in government who's participating in this scheme? No, because there's somebody and the big names and faces are never shown. Just the poor people who are trying to get ahead in life who get their reputations on the line for an innocent mistake. So, um, but Tasha, you mm -hmm. were involved in this. You know who these so-called important people are. So why not disclose who they are? I mean, your daughter's asking us a question of why we don't point fingers at who they are. 
I can assure you, if Cayman Mall Road knew who they were, we're not going to discriminate and pick on you and, you know, because you're a poor person and not name them because they're important people. We don't care who they are. <laughs> we would have, you know, shared that information regardless. So if, if I knew who these so-called important people were in government and we had the evidence to back that up, because you know, everybody wants to sue you unless you can back it up, we're more right. than happy to do that. So why not just name them? Well, like I say, you know, um, I don't live in Cayman no more, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go back to Cayman to visit because I'm a resident there. I have my right. small kids that live there and um, I don't want to be, you know, involved in anything. And people call me and say, I told you don't call my name into that and I don't want to get no trouble. On it. So my kids to live, live there. I have two smaller kids, 15 and 12, you know, and I wouldn't want them to suffer any consequences, all this foolishness, you know, so I rather to just leave things the way they are. Okay. Well, um, hopefully that answers your daughter's question because I mean, she's directing the question at us, but honestly, the question is one for people who were involved in it because they know who the individuals are. Right. Um, so Tracy says that, thank God she's a detailed person. So nobody would get uh, money from her unless it's a life or death situation. Um, right. because she said, there's so many desperate, wicked souls out there. Marshall says it sounds like a scam. If it stinks, it's a dead rat. People need to be aware of what, of what through or getting into, of what they, I think, maybe are getting into. So that's the reason why I'm so glad, Tasha, that you actually decided to come on the show this morning and explain how you were brought into this situation. Because just like how you were brought into it, you know, other people could be easily fooled into this as well. And I thank you for explaining it to us because, you know, I think it takes a certain person anyway to just come on and say, hey, listen, this is what happened. This is how I found um, myself in a situation. Right. So Louis um, from Detroit says pyramid gifting scams is worse than hurricane season. So Darren kind of laughed at that. Um, mm. Cameron says a rose is beautiful when it blossoms, but be careful when you pick it or you'll get jook. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Cassandra, for inviting me to your program. And yeah. I hope that this, like I say, um, a lot of people, you know, it's like they were just attacking me and they wouldn't even make yeah. me breathe or make me think. You know, it's like I'm just recently got back home. I just lost my grandfather a month ago. My grandmother's an elderly person. So I wanted to really spend some time with her. And this, after all the threats I got, I say, you know what? I can't afford a ticket. Because I don't have that kind of money. And when my former employer paid me that Friday, I paid for um, I paid for my cargo and I sold my car. And with that money, I paid off four different people, five different people before I left. And I bought the so U.S. and that's how I managed to get here. Um, Tasha, how many people do you have to pay off? Like how many people eventually fell under you? Like you're responsible for then, you feel? Um, I would say uh, about 16 so 16 times 400. Wow. That yeah. is, let's do the math real quick. That's $6,400. Okay. And that was only making $460 a week. So it took me a while to get all that money together to pay them. But like I say, if everyone had agreed to say, okay, every Friday I'll give one a payment, you know, $400 every week, even if it took me to... February next year, pay them off. I would have stayed there and work it and do it. But some of them agreed and the other ones didn't. So I couldn't stay and, and put my life and jeopardize my life. So mm -hmm. the ones that I'm going to pay back, you know, the, the well, I'm going to pay back everyone. 
But the mean ones, I told him, I said, as soon as I get back on my feet here, I'm going to be sending the money back to, to Cayman, even if it'll be from 200 to 200, and I'm going to just pay them off because it's not their fault. It's not my fault. It crashed. It went down. But what hurt me was when they start talking that I run to Honduras with everyone's money. And God knows that's a lie. I did not took anyone's money. I got my payout. I pay out the people that had to get their payout. And that's another thing. They make it sound like no one got paid out of my group. And the video that you share with me with the money in my hand, that's when I was doing my first payout. Oh, yeah. The people, share, my leaders had done give me that in envelopes. Mm -hmm. They everybody's money. I took the money out of the envelopes and hold it in my hand to make the video because one person precisely asked me, she say, well, a lot of people want to join, but they think it's a scam. So make a video with this money so we could, you know, share it so everyone could know that it's real money that they're going to be receiving. And That's me, of course, you know, being innocent of everything, I just decided to make the video and mm -hmm. did what I have to do so that other people could uh, join into the group. Let's have a now, look at guys. Good morning. Um, I'm just sending y'all the video with the money that I have to start paying out to my Blossom Circle people that tomorrow they start their week one. So everyone receives their first $1,200. You see it here, cash. There's no scam here. It's raw money. So once you pay your $400, you start your race. And guess what? To the end, everyone's going to be happy. All we have to do is work together as a group. So whatever people you could find, it's a help. Let's do this together, guys. Take care. Okay. okay. Um, I want to say something to that, Miss Sandra. Um, sure. when, when I was talking there about the group, what mm -hmm. happened is a lot of people didn't understand how the group worked. Mm -hmm. They thought that by the time they got in to the group, they were done in their race. So let's say if you joined today, Monday, they thought that the following Monday, they were done receiving their $1,200. And I said, no, it don't work like that. When you join the group, you're joining under somebody above you. And that person is looking for their six people. Now, the following Monday, it's your turn to look for your six people. So I had a few people that when they join in, the following Monday, they call me and message me and say, what time can I pass for my $1,200? Uh -huh. And I said, what $1,200? You just started last week. So this week is your race in time. It's not last week you joined under someone else. So that's another way conflict started. And they started wanting to get their money when it was not their payout. It was the other group payout. And that's where um, a lot of complications started also. So then I had to start paying those people off because, sorry, they start wanting to drop out because they said they didn't understand it. They thought that they just had to pay 400 And the following week they received 1200 And the following week they will receive um, the 3600 And then the last week would have been 26400 and I said that don't work like that. You have to help people to follow you. That those people is who gonna pay you. The ones that come in behind you is the one that does the payments. It's not wow. me. It don't comes out of my pocket. It comes out of the people that you get to join. Wow. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of questions here. Um, Dean Shillette wants to know why not name the police that were involved uh, because that's a whole other mix up of police officers, officers of the law were involved. Um, Curtis says, name the top dogs, even if they wanted to kill him, he would go ahead and name them anyway, because they would get charged with that as well. Um, Neela says that you're telling, so you're telling me that you brainwash people by telling them the return is big. And then you were told these people have a gift, hence no returns. And the police don't think this is worth investigating and charging people. I guess because politicians and civil servants are involved. They're sweeping it under the carpet. 
shame on the police and the government allowing these people to brainwash and rob poor people of their pension money. Now, Nilas, um, to be fair to the police, because you know, we don't want to unnecessarily throw them under the bus. We did reach out to them last month and we inquired about, you know, if they were doing anything about this, the situation, if they were warning people, because there were even messages going around that claimed that the, the monetary authority, let me just remind you guys, listen to this um, voice note really quickly that was in circulation at the time. This was after we did our first story, right? Four days later, this is what we discovered was in circulation. So listen to this, folks. Marwood is talking out of her ass as usual. I even made sure to call one of my police friends. And he, in turn, called his financial crime police friends. They didn't get back to him in time. So he called FEMA himself. And they said there's nothing wrong with what we are doing. Even after that, I had my daughter who worked at the police station with the police call one of her higher police friends and ask him. And he said, no, it is not illegal. She had just come from having a conversation in the police station with a sergeant who also said, no, it is not illegal. So I don't know what's going on because what she did when she called her higher sergeant friend or the inspector or whatever he is, she said, you know, somebody invited me to join. I'm thinking about joining, but I wanted to make sure it was on the up and up before I joined. And he said, no, there's no problem with you joining. Da, 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 da. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I don't know where Sandra getting her information from, but I have checked all my resources in every avenue I can to see if anything's going down and everybody coming back with a no, it's not illegal. So... <laughs> All right, folks. So, um, oh, another thing, Sandra, can I say something? Sure. Um, when I did, you know, because I had threats that they were going to the police and all that on me and this and this and that. Um, mm -hmm. When I did contact a police officer, I, I said the same thing. I say, is this, you know, illegal? Because I want to leave the country. Would I be in any trouble? Whatever. The officer told me, he said, no, Tasha. He said, you know, they could press charges and I mean, come in and say anything here, but we cannot do anything because we do have understood. We have documents where it says that people that join us was a gifting program. Gifting is not illegal in the Cayman Islands because they do not put it as gambling. And um, you're, you know, you're free to leave the country if you like. And even if I left on a boat, a submarine, a helicopter, whatever, I had to get clearance from immigration and from customs. Okay. So mm -hmm. some ignorant people that lives in Cayman, I'm not sure what nationalities they are, make it sound like I jump on the boat and jump off the boat when I got to Honduras and swim into the shores or God knows how. I left Cayman legally and I came into Honduras legally, okay? So if I had any charges, like some people that I know that's talking about me, that I know for a fact that they are thieves, that they have literally stolen from the companies they work for and has been charged by the courts and they want to call me thief. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be like you, I mean, as like them, to go in my room, scandalize their name because they have kids, you know, they have parents that could be embarrassed by the things that I could post on Facebook. And what I post, you could take it to the bank because you could be able to go into the court list and find their names that they was charged wow. for things. You Tasha. understand? Tasha. Shots were just fired. Boom. All the way from Honduras. Tasha fired some shots. 
on some of you, she's saying have criminal records and you're thieves. And she's saying she is not a thief and she checked with the police. Now, I don't know about the police. I gotta tell you, some of these police officers are shady as they wanna be. And quite frankly, they don't know the law themselves. So a lot of times they're advising you and what the legal position is, but they don't necessarily know the legal position. So I, I probably wouldn't believe that officer too, too much, Tasha. But if that's what he told you, then that's what he told you. So um, let's just have a few more comments here. Um, so Renisha says that this is crazy. Everyone who joined the group knew exactly what they were getting into. That's her opinion. Um, let me see here. Amar says there's a sucker born every minute. And media overflow says no one seems to read the fine print. It's a lack of knowledge to pass on. Well, I don't know if there was really any fine print in this situation, unfortunately. Um, Cameron says this is what uh, you, when you have to say, take your, take your lying teeth and ras from a face. Uh, Dean Shalette says, yes, name the police officers. Karen says, based on what you're saying, that you were the mule being used in this scheme. So you were at the bottom of the pole being used by the higher ups. Uh, Renisha says, CMR, you're the best in Cayman with the news because you know exactly what to do. Too much mess is going on here. Well, this is the irony of that voice note who wanted to say, I don't know who that woman is, who claims that we were talking out of her asses. That's what she said exactly, right? And mm -hmm. when you listen to that mix up voice note, well, you know, um, one person went to police but couldn't find the superior. Then they went to SEMA and SEMA said this. And then my daughter who worked police, she checked her. Really? That way you call a bag of mix up information, right? First of all, SEMA, I don't know who in SEMA because the Monterey Authority is a big organization. So they could have spoke to the receptionist and the receptionist said, no problem, go right ahead. But that person right. is not in a position of authority and they're certainly not in a position to tell you whether something is legal or not. And SEMA and the RCIPS issues warnings all the time. Now here's the joke about this situation, folks, is after we talked about the fact that Jackie's um, gifting circle fell apart, right? We then followed up with another article that said that the RCIPS, whilst they would not comment directly on um, you know, what was happening here in this situation, they did make note of the fact that they had an active investigation going on with the FBI. Now, did you guys miss this story? Because it says the FBI is investigating persons connected to Cayman's Ponzi scheme. They were investigating people in the United States of America. So it's interesting, Tasha, that you have actually made mention of the fact that this was somehow started in the US and then Caymanians adopted it and took it over. Now, to be fair, this is this. Let's just break it down here for you, folks, in case you missed all the stories. The first story that we did in September the 20th, we talked about how this Ponzi scheme was being utilized um, all over the Caribbean and how it had failed. So it was in Trinidad. It was in Guyana. It was. And I mean, we listed a whole bunch of other countries where this scheme actually fell apart. So people were simply not paying attention. And I even heard people um, sending out messages and you know making notes about how I didn't want people, poor people, to get ahead. And I'm like, what? I'm in the same boat as you people. 
right? We're all poor. What the hell are you talking about? People acting like I got a million dollars sitting in the bank and oh, I want people to have to go to the bank and borrow money. Me? I, I look like I work for the banks. I work for Butterfield, CNB, Scotiabank. No, 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 no. I wish that we could all get out of the bank and we would not have to ever pay another dime um, to banks because we know at some level they're corporate thieves too. But right. at least with that system, you get full disclosure. You get a contract for your mortgage that you sign and you see the interest rate that you're going to pay. You know that by right. the time you finish paying off for your house, you paid for it four times. But that's the only way that you can go to the bank and borrow money to buy the things that you want to buy. So I'm right. not here um, selling anybody on anything. That's not what I'm doing. Right. Cayman Mall mm -hmm. Road is just trying to educate the people. And at the end of the day, you know, if we say, listen, this is what we hear that is going on. Education is key. I'm sure if Tasha knew about that article, the first article that we put up, she probably would have never got involved in this mess. So hindsight Trust is funny. You know, we're trying to, to inform people. So listen, folks, knowledge is power. So Darlene wants to know, Tasha, how are you going to maintain yourself while you're in Honduras and pay all the money back that you still owe people? Well, um, I'm going to get a job here. I mean, it's not like right now, the only thing is a little slow because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And here on the island where I'm from, we've been actually having a lot of deads. So I'm not out there trying to catch the coronavirus. That's the last thing I want to. So like I say, my grandmother is up in age, so I have to try to stay home a little bit. But as soon as I start working, get back on my feet, you know, I will start paying off. Like I say, if it be little by little, but I will try to get on back. Um, Cece says that she only needs $500. She's like, she don't need no $48,000. Just give her 500 and she'd be good. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyhow, if there's any more questions for me, Miss Sandra, or can I leave now? <laughs> um, let me just see. I'm just trying to go through the comments really quickly. Um, I think that's probably it. Where is your gavel? So Beth wants to know, where is my gavel? Beth, um, my dear, you know me all too well. Hold on, hold on. It's right here, folks. So in case you've not ever seen the gavel on the show before, this is when, well, now that I have my little ear horn and my jackass button, we often use the jackass button. But listen, the bottom line is, Whoever started this Ponzi scheme in the Cayman Islands, whoever was out there, including Tasha, I mean, Tasha's got to take some responsibility for this, that now she is caught up in this looking like a jackass, whether she was the mule or the top jackass, it doesn't really matter. Um, Tasha, by the way, let me just um, thank you so much for joining us before you leave. Um, and we you. appreciate you at least coming on here and shedding some light on this information. So I hope that you get it all sorted out. Thank you. Okay, my dear. So yes, folks, um, no matter how you slice this, you know, this is a hot mess of a situation. So yes, all of you are guilty of sin for being stupid and not having any common sense. It is what it is. Thank you, um, Beth. Of course, you know I had my gavel handy. Let's continue reading through your comments because I know quite a few of you have questions and queries and I'll see how I can best um, address them, if anything. So um, CC says, where has all the money gone? Now, one of the things that I did want to ask Tasha, and I actually forgot if she's still there, maybe we can bring her back in, is some people are saying that Tasha was living large and she was going spending $500 buying shoes for her kids. Tasha, are you still there? 
Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so how do you address, this is one question I forgot actually to ask you. How do you address these people who were saying that you were spending $500 all of a sudden and buying shoes for your children when before that was never the situation and that it was obvious that you had come into some money and they were kind of wondering, was this a legit situation? How do you respond to that? Well, um, because I was waiting for my second payout, I used my rent money because their aunt was in Grand Cayman and they had asked me for some shoes. So I went, bought them their shoes that I had bought from the whole year from time school started. So I used, I had my rent money put aside. So I used my rent money. And when I got my second payout, I just reimbursed my rent money and paid my rent. Mm, okay. All right. Thank you so much, my dear. I appreciate that response. Um, so Atlas says, talk about trick or treat. Well, I think this time it was a big trick. Um, Cameron says, show me the money in my hand. I want to feel it and smell it. Wi-Fi don't offer them features. Evelyn, um, uh, Evelyn, thank you so much. Good morning, my dear. Um, she says that warnings were ignored, were issued and ignored uh, from the relevant authorities. They needed to make those warnings so much larger, so much bigger. I mean, we did our best too, but hey. Uh, Brandon says proper investment in 2020 is for an exchange market, stock market, Forex, become a young entrepreneur. Well, there's been so many Ponzi schemes over the years. I think we need to discuss the long list of them here in a second. Um, Atlas is having a joke, said Marlowe, talking out of whose ass? Yeah, I guess now they know better than that, folks. Um, you know, this is the interesting thing about being in the position that we're in. Everybody wants to call it fake news until it ain't fake news. And folks, 97% of the time, it ain't fake news. <laughs> I mean, we know exactly what we're talking about. And so we have one more Blossom story that's coming with a lady by the name of Jenny from East End. We've got video on that one. So that one will be going up this morning shortly after the show. So make sure that you stay tuned. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't know what it is, but so far, every single person who has been involved in you know, collecting the money and alleged to have been the organizers, just like Portasha, she's saying that she wasn't the organizer at all. She was just collecting the money, but it was higher ups. So far, all of the women have been from Honduras. And the only reason I'm mentioning that is, is that a purpose is, you know, the people who are really at the top, have they purposely selected women from Honduras? I don't know why, or, you know, if they thought, well, they don't know anything about this, or I have no clue, but Jenny is from Honduras. Um, obviously Tasha is from Honduras and Jackie is Jenny's sister. And obviously she is from Honduras as well. So we will be talking about that situation and that story will go up. So certainly um, Tasha should not feel that we're pricking on her. We're, we're an equal opportunity reporting agency. We report on everyone, as you guys know, no matter how high you are. And you know what they say about a monkey climbing, the higher you climb, the more you expose your rear end. It doesn't really matter to us. We're going to expose them all. So I would love to know who the police officers were. And listen to me. There are those of you who are listening to this program right now who would know who these so-called higher-ups are in government. Start naming names because we will have a jackass uh, wall of fame for this Ponzi scheme situation. Name the people at the top who were enticing you to get involved in this situation. So Tracy says, I want to understand that one fool. Um, many, many put one time and the people believe that uh, you'll be getting what they didn't. 
work, I need to understand why people love the fast lean in everything in life. Well, Tracy, the fast lean always ends to you crashing quite incredibly. There are risks involved in the fast lean. And I think, um, I think that that's the key thing. So Esmeralda says, ask her what she has to do with Hector Moya and his wife. Who the, who the heck is Hector Moya? Um, Tasha, you're still there? Um, okay. Tasha, who, who is Hector Moya and his wife? I don't know who these people are. Um, they're my friends, but they have nothing to do with, with, with my group. So I don't know why their names are getting called up. I seen this Esmeralda Reese put a comment on your page and I don't know why their names are getting called out because they're not the ones that invited me into the group. So I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Um, Hector Moya, I put his name on my, on my, um, on the, the broadcast that you read out earlier because uh -huh. he knew more about the group because he was in another group and he explained it to me because I couldn't understand it good, but I was not under him. He was from totally a different group. So I'm not sure why his name is getting called out with my stuff because he was oh. not in my group at all. Okay, all right, so maybe just a little mix up there. So Cameron says that I know the RCIPS, don't give them no bly, them RAS is corrupt. Um, them corrupt, yes, well, yes. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're all corrupt. I think a lot of officers actually are doing a good job, but the few corrupt ones that exist make everybody, the whole lot gets spoiled. Um, so Neela says, listen and learn. Immigration and customs clear her to go on a boat. Political scam to rob money is paid out to poor people. Um, no, you don't have to get cleared by customs and immigration to leave, do you? Yes, ma'am. So Cayman Customs and Immigration has to clear you to leave? I'm trying to remember how that works. Yes, ma'am. Um, I haven't traveled in so long, people. I can't even remember now. This COVID thing. So when I leave, yes, I guess that's right, because if I'm going to Miami or whatever, yeah, I have to go through the immigration line. So immigration and customs cleared you to get on the boat. All right. Um, yes, ma'am. So Morna says, I've been in a partner before, and I build my little range off of it. Uh, we need a good banker. And when it was my turn to receive my money, the banker was right on point with my money. So I'm glad it didn't end up like this one. Well, again, to be clear, this is actually not a partner at all. However, partners are also illegal, folks. So if you get yourself in trouble with a partner, um, no one is going to be bailing you out. So I just want people to remember that. Uh, Lizette says, I saved my money under my mattress. <laughs> Lizette, don't say that too loud now. Because you see, we got robbers all over the place. Next thing you know, um, they'll be coming and stealing the whole bed, the whole mattress. So Esmeralda says, Sandra, ask her what she has to do with Hector Moya and his wife because they're so scamming people. I have proof that I soon sent to you to expose those scammers. Oh, ay, 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 caramba. Mm, mm, mm. Are there so many scammers in Cayman? Lord have mercy. For such a small space, a small island, we do seem to have a lot of scammers. Um, Cameron says, don't give out your secret about hiding it under your bed. Uh, Darrell says, better to eat it out, save it in my belly. <laughs> Beth says, yes, gavel for the top people, because everyone seems to think that the top people are not being held accountable here. Um, Crystal is having a good laugh. 
probably about Daryl and Cameron and those comments. Um, Cameron says $200 plus today, Sandy. They want their money too. $200 in cab fare. Uh, Suzette says this really comes down to greed. Karen having a good laugh. She's chuckling. Um, Cameron says there's a preamble to legalize gambling. Well, you know what? A lot of people think that gambling uh, should be legal. And this is a perfect example of how if it was, we would have many more of these types of situations on our hands. So Jonathan says, I'm selling money trees, any buyers, because he's thinking if people are this stupid to get involved in this sort of a scam, then Lord knows um, he can sell them a money tree as well. Uh, Cameron says government is in charge of cash pot. Marshall says if I was on that scheme and it went down, everyone else is going down too. All the big ones involved. You know, it's a funny thing how people think about these things. Uh, Renisha says this is bigger than the pandemic, guys. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, and Karen agrees. She says, I would be calling names too. I don't care if it's the governor or the queen. I'm dropping names. What? Yes, sir. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, what a mess. So it's a verbal contract, but listen, let us now break it down. Um, because Renisha, this is actually a very serious uh, topic. When someone says this is a verbal contract, so take them to court. You cannot have a verbal contract, a written contract, no kind of contract, it does not matter, that can be held up if the foundation of the contract is based on something that is illegal. So in other words, right, if the individuals involved in this situation are involved in gambling, prostitution, um, you know, whatever the illegality is, right? If it's based on an illegal foundation, it doesn't matter that you have it written down on a piece of paper. It doesn't matter that she gave you a receipt. You can't enforce something that is illegal. It's like the equivalent of saying, this is a little bit of law 101, that a child can enter into a contract. We all know that children cannot enter into contracts until they are of the age of maturity, being the age of 18. So if you sign a contract with a 15-year-old child, that contract is not enforceable. That's why certain things, they need an adult to act on their behalf. So you can't enforce a contract against a child, even though otherwise it would be a valid contract. If there's even one clause of the contract that makes it um, illegal, uh, invalid, whatever the terminology is, then it's no go. And this is the problem here. You can't enforce this. There's nothing that you can do. If Tasha decides to never pay you guys back, guess what? You're out of luck because she doesn't have to. It's, it's an illegal situation. Now, if the police could prove that, you know, there was a major scam going on here and they would have to prove on her part unless they're just charging her with a gambling offense but if they were trying to prove the more um serious offense of scamming people of you know obtaining property by deception that's theft right if they want to prove that they need to be able to prove that she was trying to deceive people and that she knew 
at the end of the day that this whole thing was a scam. And that is probably where there might be some difficulty involved. So South Marjorie shares that, um, you know, a partner is a regular Caribbean savings thing, just like the Susu. So what the people who organize this try to use different names to try to explain what it was that they were doing. And, you know, some wanted to call it Susu because a Susu is the equivalent of a partner in the African region. They do the same thing. They get together as a group and, you know, everybody put in every single month and they save their money and whatever. So um, that is why they were trying to use certain names. Oh, it's a gifting circle. It's friends in circle. It's a blossom. It's this. Listen, it's a scam. It is a pyramid scheme. It is a scam, folks. And you can call it anything else you want, but that's exactly what it is. And yes, Mr. Cecil, it comes down to the fact that greed, 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 and more greed is what left people in this situation. And, um, you know, some people are getting more blame than others. And I don't, I don't think that that is right, that Tasha should be the only one here uh, getting the blame just because she was the one who was, you know, foolish enough to um, be collecting money on behalf of these other people. Why would she even take up that responsibility? Only God knows. It wouldn't have been me. I mean, even if I was dumb enough, which I'm not, to get into this, I wouldn't be dumb enough on top of being dumb enough, extra dumb, to then be like, oh, yes, bring all your money to me. I'm going to take on the responsibility of collecting money from people and making it look like it's my organization and I'm the one behind it. Oh, hell to the new. We ain't that stupid jackass button. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, it's times like this that I have to give thanks to the good Lord that I got some common sense. Praise the Lord. Exactly. Lizette says it's getting too hot. Now many names coming out of the bag. This is just the beginning, folks. Be careful. Larry says liar, liar, Jim Carrey. Mm. Um, South Marjorie saying I was being pressed by a friend about this $400 partner thing. And I asked her, she think I went behind school. <laughs> 90% of the time, these people end up stealing your money. What a hot mess. Um, get involved in legal activities and looking for sympathy. Better talk to Jesus. Don't come looking sympathy from me. South Marjorie says the Trinis call it Susu. Okay. I think there, there's another name for the African version of it as well. But listen, whatever it's called, it's still a scam. A scam is a scam is a scam is a scam. Call it anything. It's still a scam. And so... Um, <laughs> Annie says, whoa, she can't take the buttons. Uh, I find it hard to believe that she collected money and didn't get anything for it. Now, this is where, Karen, I will agree with you 100%. It seems like if you're going to be the administrator and you're going to be collecting money from other people and then responsible for doling it out, it kind of makes sense that you're probably getting some kind of a kickback. Remember with the Jackie case? She was charging $100 per person when you came into her group because that was her application fee because they even had forms in, in that one where she was filling out your name in a form. And so just to fill out your name in a form and bring you into the group, you had to pay that group $500, $100 for her that goes in her pocket, non-refundable application fee is what it sounds like, and then your $400 was going into the Blossom Circle. Mm -hmm. 
my good folks, please, I am warning you, do not be fooled. It is a scam, folks. By now, all of you should know that it's a scam, but I understand that some of you are still going with your blossom circles, hoping that this is gonna somehow uh, work out for you. You're hoping above hope, and uh, that's just not how it works. So you pay in $400, and at some point, you think you're gonna be getting 38,000 and $48,000. Lord Jehovah, no, 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 no. It's not going to work, good people. Even, even Coco is in agreement. Even Coco is saying, people, save your money. Go buy a dog. They will bring you more joy than having someone steal your $400. No bueno, no bueno. Ay, ay, ay. All right, Miss Coco. She's like, listen, this whole scamming thing is got... Coco's upset. Coco, all right, that's enough. That's enough now. Come, get down. Even Coco's like, what's going on here? All right, come on, come on. Say hi to everybody. Maybe Coco just wants to say hi. I know she's actually barking because the lawn people are here. Say hi to everyone. Say hi. Coco's like, save your hard-earned money, good folks. Don't get scammed. Buy dog food. Donate it to the poor if you have so much money to waste on a blessing circle. Bless somebody else who is less fortunate who just needs a donation in their life. Right, Coco? Coco's like, yes, mama. There's no need to waste good money. Everybody is in a situation right now. Oh, my gosh. Coco's getting so heavy. Coco, I think we need to put you on a diet, child. Mm -mm, chunky monkey. Wow. What's going on? So listen to Coco, folks. Do not waste your hard-earned money. Uh, if trees can blossom, why can't money, says Cameron? Because that's not how it works. Trees, money does not grow on trees. Didn't your mama tell you that? Um, Darlene says, yes, even Coco is upset. <laughs> yes, folks, even Coco's like, uh-uh, this ain't gonna work. Stop wasting your money, good people. Um, Neela says, uh, she say Hector Moya is just her friend, yet in her broadcast, she says he is number one. He's one of her main leaders. Lies, Sandy. Oh, Lord. What? My goodness. Hector. Who the heck is Hector Moya? No, sir. What a heat. Um, Erica says, you're killing me with these comments. Apparently, we were killing poor Coco, too, because she's like, cut it out. I've had enough. Coco, Miss Janet says, hi. Say good morning, Miss Janet. How are you? Well, good people, I don't know what to believe except that this is a hot mess. But listen to me, good folks. This is not the only time that people have been taken in by pyramid schemes. Now, I'm going to try to remember a few of them over the years. And I want you to assist me in case I cannot remember. Thank you so much, Diana. Coco does need a little bath. She needs to have her face, you know, done up. But do, do, um, <laughs> anyone says that donkey Spanish or English. Listen, do, um, rem 
remind me now in case I can't rem remember all of them, but remember when there was the travel website one? Do you guys remember that one where everybody was like, oh, um, you can get signed up for a travel agency. We can all be travel agencies. Everybody's traveling. This is the big boom. This is the latest thing, blah, blah, blah. Whew. There was the vitamins one, Herbalife. Do you remember Herbalife? Oh my gosh, that's way back when I was in university. I remember hearing about Herbalife. There is uh, the most recent one was the one with the um, the Forex investors. So everyone, Bitcoin was going to be investing in Forex and selling Bitcoins and everybody's going to be, you know, an online investor. And I'm thinking, what do you know about investment? You know nothing about it. And all of a sudden you're trying to recruit people to sign up for your, oh, sign up, become an investor. I'm sitting here all day watching my stocks my Bitcoins, my whatever grow. And it's like, really? You really think this is how it works? You know, you're a hairdresser, okay? And all of a sudden now, you're sitting down with your laptop all day in between curling my hair. Oh, I'm an I'm a investor. I'm now an investor. I'm an expert. And I want to talk about how you can invest your money. But first, you have to come on board and buy into this. There was also the one, and this was another one that was being pushed by a high ranking government official, head of department. And that person was pushing one called, um, oh God, I forget the name of it now, but it was some sort of video conferencing thing. Um, do you guys remember that one? Where you can send uh, messages by video email or some, some fiasco of a situation. And um, they had a lot of people in Cayman signed up for that one as well. And I remember them having meetings at the Weston, big time meetings. And a lot of people were signing up for that one as well. So Debbie says, yes, yeah, she remembers the travel agency one. She remembers the Forex one. Um, Crystal says, not everyone can be an online investor. Well, apparently it didn't take much. It just took a couple hundred dollars investing into this thing, which was an obvious pyramid scheme is the point. And of course you always have to pay a fee. That's how the other people get paid. And not only do you have to pay a fee, but you have to recruit people. So when I say to you good folks that please try to learn from this situation, the very definition of a pyramid scheme means that this is how it works, right? You have got, um, a few people up at the top and you keep moving up and moving up and moving up. But the way in which it happens mm -hmm, is that you have to continually recruit people. And uh, without you recruiting people, the pyramid scheme simply is not going to work. The um, federal... Let me see now who's warned against this. Everybody has warned against these pyramid schemes. It's just that people are not listening. So the Federal Trade Commission in the United States of America, they have likewise issued warnings in general about pyramid schemes trying to save you from your hard-earned money, from losing your hard-earned money. And here's another example. So they show you how it works. In the middle... You got the top person, so this is a circular pyramid scheme, and you keep moving closer and closer 
And see all these people on the outside in blue? They are the ones paying in all the money. So you see where the $800 comes from? It comes from those people. Those new recruits who invest are the ones who are paying the people up the ladder. And that is a major issue with this and why it can only be sustained for short periods of time. As soon as you run out of investors, then uh, you're out of luck. So how do you know if something is a scam or a pyramid scheme for friends, families, neighbors, whatever you wanna call it? All right, so they, they have seminars, they'll have meetings, they, they send you emails, social media posts over the phone. So in a typical pyramid scheme, you have to pay to join. Hmm. Yes, that's how it works. Whether it's a starter package from Herbalife, you have to pay to join. The scheme also relies on you convincing other people to join up and part with their money as well. Does that sound familiar? And in order for everyone in the scheme to make a profit, there has to be an endless supply of new members. And this, folks, is where the biggest issue comes in. You can never have an endless supply of new people, especially the size of the Cayman Islands, okay? Even in the US, it's never gonna happen. So in reality, the number of people willing to join the scheme and therefore the amount of money coming into the scheme dries up quickly. Mm -hmm. So sometimes a pyramid scheme can involve, um, you know, an actual product like the Herbalife. So it's not that it's always without a product. It can often have a product. If it's too good, if it sounds too good to be true, folks, listen to what the old people them used to say. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. 99.99999, AKA 100% of the time, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. So here's a good one that will assist you in learning how not to part with your money. What is a Ponzi scheme? It's an investment scheme that lures more investors by offering unusually high payouts. Bam, boom. Where's my mic drop there, folks? I don't even know where my mic drop is. There it is. Yes, an investment scheme, unusually high payouts, folks. That's a big one. Older investors get payouts from new investors rather than profits earned. The um, investors receive payouts and encourage other investors to invest or invest more themselves. I know more people, some people were not just putting in $400, folks. I've heard of people talking about, oh, they're gonna put in more than one hand because obviously they got more money to waste. All right, how to spot a scheme. Your average return, if the average return on any sort of investment is five to 6%, right? If that's your average in a country versus 30% or more, and in this case, you do the math, 
$400. What's the percent markup? Can somebody pull up the percent markup calculator? $400 invested and you're going to get $48,000. What percentage increase is that? That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. 30% or higher, then you know that something ain't right, folks. So starting value is $400. Finishing value, they said, was $48,000. All right. Calculator says that is, oh my gosh, is that right? 120% markup? No, sir. That is not right. So that's another big red flag. Uh-huh. Right. Another thing to be mindful of is don't be or comforted if the scheme has paid out regularly to family and friends. So here's one person that says, my husband did not want me to invest initially because it was very, he's very conservative. And the monthly settlement showed were very impressive growth. This convinced us, uh-huh, that's why they always want to say, well, this person got paid out, that person got paid out. Some of the questions that you need to ask before getting involved in these types of schemes. How long have you been in the investment business? What are your qualifications? Ah. Do you require me to introduce new investors? Listen to me, folks. There are so many bombs being dropped this morning. These, my friends, are called the bombs of common sense. It is too good to be true than it probably is. Do not allow the craziness of COVID to cloud your judgment. Do not allow the craziness of this pandemic, whether you've lost your job or not, or whatever the situation is, to make you so desperate that you are falling for this type of ridiculousness. It just isn't going to work. So Debbie says, yes, you always have to pay a fee. Cameron says, Avon meets Wall Street. Believe it or not, Avon, Mary Kay Cosmetics, all of these businesses are based on a foundation much like the pyramid scheme. And there are people who say, are they a pyramid scheme? Well, you know, let me just pull out some of the biggest pyramid schemes ever so that you can have an idea. Um, look at this one. Just three days ago, mastermind of alleged billion dollar billion dollar Spanish pyramid scheme arrested and faces 16 years in jail. This was one of those Bitcoin trading ones, again, in case you fell for it. In Bermuda, just two days ago, they are advising people about their own pyramid scheme because this particular one, for some reason, seems to have hit the islands, you know? very, very hard recently. So they have warned about this um, pyramid scheme that is now circulating in Bermuda. It's being touted as a cooperative with meetings to track investors. And the police have said they're aware of it and they are uh, encouraging people to not get involved. 
They're having investor meetings via Zoom. Here's what the police in Bermuda had to say just two days ago on the 25th. A pyramid scheme is a non-sustainable business model that involves promising participants payout or services, particularly for enrolling other people into the scheme rather than supplying any real investment or sale of products or services to the public. They usually entice new investors by offering higher returns than any other investments in the form of short-term returns that are either abnormally high or unusually consistent. Perpetration of the high return requires an ever-increasing flow of money from new investors to keep the scheme going. They go on to say that these schemes are designed to collapse because the earnings, if any, are less than the payments to investors and pyramid schemes are especially uh, mentioned in the Consumer Protection Act as being a criminal offense. Where's the button? Now, if we in the Cayman Islands were actually up to speed in the 21st century, it is 2021 after all, we would have consumer protection acts and consumer protection legislation and we do not. Hmm. Our government, coalition government, PPM government, progressives, whatever they wanna call themselves, have been talking about this consumer protection since Hurricane Ivan, which was like, what, 15, 16 years ago. And we still don't have it. Bermuda is a bit more forward thinking than we are, thank God for that. So they have included in their Consumer Protection Act the fact that pyramid schemes are illegal. So they have actually, listen, they put it on paper in a law. So no matter what people want to jump up and say, oh, it's not gambling, it's not this, it's not that, it's a pyramid scheme. Bermuda has codified it in their legislation, and that's the smart thing that legislators would do. Here in the Cayman Islands, we're just going to leave people floundering and flopping around like a bunch of fools. And that's why they could bring arguments to you about, oh, we don't know what Cayman Road, don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about out the wrong hole. Well, we only speak out of one hole, folks, and that's our big mouths. And we get it right way more often than we get it wrong. I can assure you of that. Kudos to Bermuda. Big up to Bermuda. They, they deserve the air horn. All right, um, so big news um, in the world of pyramid schemes is, uh, you know, you need to just be careful. Um, a week ago, the mirror out of the UK, pyramid schemes explained how get rich scams have cost Brits 35 million dollars, million pounds this year. Again, uh, even in the UK, people are falling for them. So everything from Bitcoin to, you know, whatever else, um, there's a lot of pyramid schemes that are out there. Let's look at the top. I want to see what the top, top pyramid schemes have been. Um, um, let me see here. So the FTC is bringing more charges, the Federal Trade Commission, a bunch of, against a bunch of other people who did an instant coffee pyramid scheme, Lord Jehovah. They can come up with some stuff, trust me. 
they had to keep repackaging it. That's the thing, right? So this one will soon fall apart and then they're going to repackage it as something else. Um, here's one that's quite interesting. Four weeks ago, Seagram's liquor heir to the throne, so that money throne, to be sentenced in sex slave pyramid scheme. What? There was a sex slave one too? Oh my God. Like literally they run the gamut. It's just crazy. They also call them more technically speaking, an MLM, which is a multi-level marketing scheme. Same thing as a pyramid scheme. Um, sometimes it's diet programs or diet tablets or whatever. So here they have a whole list of some here, the get rich quick MLM schemes targeting generation Z during the lockdown. And this list a few here that uh, you should be aware of. I'm just telling you folks, it never ends well. So let me see the top pyramid schemes of all times. Let's see here. Uh -huh. Um, I think Avon is probably, okay, the businesses on the list, this is 2016, five huge companies accused of being pyramid schemes. Who are they? Uh, one is called USA ANA Health Services, Health Sciences, sorry. I don't even know who they are. They were founded in 1992 and they deal in nutritional products. Net revenue of $918 million. It's a public company. And in 2007, Barry Binkow, who's a convicted stock fraud felon. Man, you cannot make this stuff up. These, these felons and criminals, they jump from one thing to the next. So he turned into a, uh, he was a convicted stock fraud felon. And now he's turned into fraud investigator, he wrote a 500 page report and gave it to the SEC, the FBI and the IRS, because he knows the tricks of the trade, accusing Usana of operating an illegal pyramid scheme. The company's long-term auditor mysteriously resigned shortly after. Now they sued this guy for defamation and stock manipulation following the report's release. The company's still active, by the way, despite the fact that the SEC and the FBI investigating them. Hmm. So we'll see, maybe that one is still one that's developing. New Skin Enterprises is another one. This one was founded in 1984. They, again, uh, peddle in supplements and skincare. Net revenue, $2.25 billion. What? And in the 1990s, New Skin was investigated by the FTC and the states of Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Florida, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan. The company settled in all cases and ended up paying $2.5 million to the FTC over two cases. Wow. 
And this is what happens to a lot of these companies, folks. Companies get a blight with a lot of things. So listen to this. When the Connecticut Attorney General refused the original settlement terms and sued New Skin for operating a pyramid scheme, the company ended up paying $85,000, that's it, in Connecticut, and admitting no wrongdoing. And that happens a lot. Even with SEC settlements, a lot of these fraudsters will settle. Remember the guy who was arrested here trying to get to Canada? He had previous cases with the SEC for stock and penny fraud, and he just settled them. They pay out. What I find happens is the one day they're going to come and say, all right, no more settlements, no more payout, because you keep doing it over and over again. So they want to put you in jail at that point. Number three on the list, Mary Kay. Wow. This company has been around since 1963. And we all know Mary Kay Cosmetics is in the cosmetic business. It is a $3.7 billion company. And in 2012, Harper's Magazine published a story referring to Mary Kay as the pink pyramid scheme. The journalist behind the piece, Virginia Soul Smith said, really the only way to make money is by recruiting other people to sell products as part of their sales unit, which they then get a commission off of every time those women place a wholesale order. And that does look like a pyramid scheme. Mm. An agency spokesperson told Soul Smith that he was unable to confirm or deny whether the company had ever been investigated. Wow. The FTC says receiving commissions based on actual product sales is legal. All right. Um, Soul Smith claims in many FTC investigations of multi-level marketing companies, the majority of sales occur between company and salespersons. What a mess. And that the products are mere decoys. Herbalife, we remember Herbalife? Yep, they were big for a minute. Net revenue, $4.7 billion, founded in 1980. They were again in the supplements and skincare market. Um, and it says here that perhaps no company has faced a bigger roller coaster of allegations than Herbalife. A commercial court in Belgium ruled that Herbalife is an illegal pyramid scheme in 2011. And the company faced a huge class action lawsuit by former and current distributors back in 2004. The plaintiffs uh, alleged that Herbalife was a pyramid scheme offering little to no opportunity to earn a profit. And in 2014, Bill Ackman of Pershing Square Capital released a presentation suggesting that Herbalife was a pyramid scheme and he produced a damning documentary about it and even made a billion dollar bet against the company by shorting its stock. Crazy. Eventually the FTC investigated, started investigating the company and concluded that the Companies sales leaders, the majority of the company's sales leaders were earning, listen to this folks, they were earning a paltry $5 per month. Herbalife, you're earning $5 per month while others were losing money. In June of 2016, 
the company settled the case for $200 million, though it didn't have to shut down entirely. Unbelievable. And then it goes on to say, weirdly, the drawn out saga doesn't seem to have hurt Herbalife's fortunes all that much. Many of the people who received checks from the settlement were happy Herbalife customers. And they quickly turned around and used their windfall to buy more Herbalife products. Like someone said, a fool is born every minute. I would say every second of the day. Amway was another one. That one was a health and beauty and home product business founded in 1959. Net revenue of $9.5 billion. And it is the most profitable direct selling firm in the world. And the company has been a frequent subject of pyramid scheme investigations. And in a landmark ruling in 1979, the FTC decided that Amway was not a pyramid scheme because distributors were not paid specifically for recruiting new salespersons. And that set a precedent for the FTC's definition of what a pyramid scheme is that still holds today. Although the FTC did order Amway to make certain changes, it was largely a victory for Amway and the future of the multi-level marketing industry. And in 2010, they settled a class action lawsuit with the federal district court in California for $100 million, including um, changes to the company's business model. So listen, at the end of the day, they are LLMs that are legitimate L MLMs, multi-level businesses. And there are um, pyramid schemes that will separate you from your money. This particular one, this blessing circle, whatever you want to call it, is definitely a pyramid scheme. Tracy says the more that she gets to know people, she doesn't blame Noah for packing up all of the animals. <laughs> Woo! Ah, she says she gets tons of emails and how to join and make money. Now my Bible tells me by the sweat of your brow. Yes, we eat bread, so tell me. Uh, Nilas. Um, yes, you pay after you get people in. Uh-huh. Very true. Roger says that Hector is from Cuba. Tasha is from Honduras, all expats, third world countries. What do you expect? If this happened in their country, they would have been shot. <clears throat> well, Roger, um, I'm, still, I'm still waiting to hear who the higher ups are. Because I do admit, as I said earlier, that so far, all of the women that I know that have been involved in this have been from Honduras. I don't know who Hector is, but like I said, we have another story coming down the pipeline today with Jenny from East End. Um, they have Caymanian connections, however. Uh, as far as I know, they're going to be considered Caymanians, despite the fact that their mom is from Honduras. Their dad was a Caymanian, and they have East End connections. And yes, she was mixed up in this as well. So... Um, Marshall says they might get me with something, but it won't be my hard earned money. <laughs> Annie says we're going hard this morning, my dear. Sometimes the hard, cold truth has to be hard and it has to be cold. It is what it is. 
And uh, Cameron says, people love money so much. Well, you know what the Bible says about the root of all evil is the love of money, folks. Like Tasha said, there was that carrot dangling. She could have been a millionaire in Honduras. That was the plan. Collect that, you know, that's a million limpiras. She'd be living like a queen in Honduras for a very long time. She could go there and open up businesses and do all sorts of stuff. Um, Kim and Branca says in 2010, there was a Ponzi scheme with Patrick Tibbetts and he went to court. Ooh, I'd like to hear more about that. I don't remember anything with that. Um, Cameron says Bermuda not doing anything for us. Well, the point is Bermuda is ahead of us, which is shameful. And uh, our legislators need to get it together. Andrew says Cayman is sometimes so backwards, an island with billions of dollars flowing through it annually. Yet we still have ancient laws that are not enforced by the dinosaurs in office. Um, they're still enforced by the dinosaurs. Yes, Andrew, trust and believe we will be discussing some of those issues. Um, Tracy says it's not gambling, but it's bad mind. It's what is it? Is bad mind see people with things and they want to take it from those care to give with no strings attached. Uh, so Sue testifies that yes, this is a long-standing situation in the UK as well. What a hot mess. Herbalife got me never again, says Neelas. My gosh, you were one of the ones fooled by Herbalife? No, sir. Were you making $5 a month or less? Mm -mm -mm. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Cameron. Last night, there appears to have been an, uh, a fire at the RCIPS record office. Um, we're actually still waiting to get some information on that. And then we'll post that up. But yes, there appears to have been a fire in that building at least. And um, all indications are that it was upstairs. So we will reach out to the RCIPS and see if, if it was actually um, if there was actually a fire at their office. Now, this would be interesting because we know that they've been woefully behind on, um, on getting out people's references or character, what's, what's it called, your police clearance certificates. So fire at that facility would make it even worse. Um, someone says here that they heard attempted arson. We've not had any confirmation yet, but we'll try to get some confirmation, so stay tuned. You know, the other mistake that Tasha admitted to making is that she doesn't stay tuned to Kima. <laughs> Coco, 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 Coco. It's just the gardeners. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, my gosh. Coco's a real, she's like a real, do you hear this? Okay, calm down, calm down. All right, Miss Coco. All right, calm down. Take it easy. Nobody's coming inside. We got it. She's like a real little, um, what do you call those? Guard dogs. She's little, but she's a guard dog. Trust me. She's going to let you know when somebody's outside. Um, I was just, I was trying to remember what, what the heck I was just saying. Uh, 
Right. So Andrew says Cayman, the place where it's illegal to have a tin of pe pepper spray, but Honduras can come here and scam people. Hondurans can come here and scam people. Well, I want to know who all was in this because listen, I'm not going to throw people from Honduras under the bus, although so far they have been kind of what appears to be the, at least the, the mules collecting the money. Um, I think that there was a lot of people involved in this from all walks of life. I know Caymanians were also involved, um, but you know what? It could just be one of those things where they started recruiting people because, you know, they're from Honduras. So of course they're going to know more people from Honduras and they're recruiting more people from Honduras. Um, Nila says it's in the news. I asked cause it's new to me. What, what was in the news? Listen, this is what I'm going to tell you about the news folks, right? You got to know what's happening in your community. Cayman Mall Road reports the community news. We do some international stuff and we do some regional stuff, but there is very little that passes our noses when it comes to what is happening in the community. So you got to make sure that you've subscribed to the website. You know, you can go on the website and you can click a little box there that says every time an article gets posted, I want notification on my computer screen or whatever. Um, you can join the WhatsApp news group. 324-1612. So reach out to us to be added to that news group. Um, you can also follow the Facebook page. Now I know sometimes Facebook is a little bit hit or miss because some of you will say to me, I'm following the page, but it doesn't always pop up. You pop over to the page every once in a while. We're on Instagram. We've got over almost 15 and a half thousand people on Instagram. We've got over 30,000 followers on Facebook. Folks, if you want to know what is going on in this community, because trust me, we are miniature detectives here. We have our noses down to the ground, sniffing at all the BS that's happening in this country. You have uh, got to really stay in tuned with it. So I'm surprised that Tasha said that she never really heard um, what was going on because apparently no one had messaged her and said, go on Mall Road. No one should have to message you and tell you that, folks, because we are the ones who have the news locked in. So protect yourselves. A large part of what Cayman Mall Road does is a community show, right? We want to protect consumers. So that's why we're always outing fraudsters. Now, some of them want to claim that, oh, that's harassment. It's not harassment. It's protecting the good public from the likes of, of you know, you scammers. And uh, we have told you about the, the scammer who... Um, Remember the one with um, the shutters, right? Taking people's hard earned money for shutters and never installing shutters. We've told you about that one. We've told you about, oh my gosh, so many scammers already. You just gotta be wise folks. Make sure that you're tuned in. Now today's Tuesday. So that means that we have an evening show. I just want to remind you guys, who are these thieves? They're in Caymana Bay stealing money from businesses during COVID who are trying to, you know, make a living. I know that if you know who these people are, these are pretty decent pictures if you know who they are. This young man, you're gonna know that Batman shirt. You're gonna know him for wearing earrings. He seems kind of tall. Looks like he's closer to six feet. You're gonna check, you're gonna know that outfit. This young woman, woo, you're gonna know that hair and the nose and the face and the red bag that she's carrying that she's stealing people merchandise and putting it in. 
talking on the phone. They think that they are slick, but they were caught almost two weeks ago, pretty much red-handed. Here's another one. For four hours on the 16th, which was a Friday afternoon, they spent going around Caymana Bay from one o'clock until five o'clock walking up and down and hitting different stores. When I say hitting stores, I mean stealing from people, stealing their merchandise. And now people want to know, uh, the police were given this information early on and the police have yet to make an arrest. Why have the police not arrested these pictures? They pretty much knew right away exactly who they were. Yes. Uh, Cameron says, my great-great-grandmother follows CMR. <laughs> and of course the police know who they are. The only question is, why has it been two weeks, almost, and they have still not been arrested? That is where people start to question the police and lose confidence in the police. This is a real simple one, folks. This is not a big time murder trial. This is, there it is. You got them on camera. You see them stealing people's stuff on camera. One and done, lock it off, make your arrest, file your charges, boom, you're done. It can't be that difficult, RCIPS. So kindly get on the job, do your jobs. You have time to charge other people every single year for different offense under the sun. So might we suggest that you get it together? This is a fairly easy case. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to Miracle Brokers, shout out to Home Gas. They're having an event coming up here this week. Stop by their offices to find out what that event is all about. Shout out to Burger King and Popeyes. We've got some gift certificates which are expiring soon that we gotta give away. So if you are in the news group, check out the messages I'll be sending today in relation to that. I want you guys to have a beautiful day and make sure you tune back in here tonight at 7 p.m. Magandang araw po mga kababayan, Joy Anglin po. Nabili na po ba ninyo ang dish pack ng Miracle Brokers? Up to 200 pounds kaya pong ilagay dito. Halina po kayo, Christmas na sa Pilipinas. Tamang-tama po para sa mga ate at kuya. Halina po kayo dito sa Miracle Brokers. Miss Kiano, pwede pong ilagay dito sa box. Pwera lang po ang jowa nyo. Contact us at 949-5989 or email us at info at Miracle Brokers. tuning in to another edition of the cold hard truth make sure to check facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com subscribe to our ig and facebook pages to get the latest happenings 